Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, babe. Welcome to another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Diana Jebia, your Bravo Bestie, talking to you. Hey, if you haven't done it already, hey. It sounded like my mom, like wagging finger, like, hey. <laughs> Please follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebia, G E B B I A. Hey, while you're there, give Believe a follow. You can find them at Believe Lifestyle and Believe Network. In case you forgot, Believe is spelled B L E A V. How exciting. Um, speaking of exciting, I am super amped tonight because I just watched the premiere of the new episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We're in season 12. I think this one's a promising one. I feel like we say that a lot and then we're disappointed. So, you know, bracing myself. But it's like it's like when you meet a guy, right? And I don't want I'm trying to be like less negative about dating. So like bear with. It's like in, in some cases, you've met a guy and you have your hopes up at the beginning. That's what it's like with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And you know you've been hurt in the past. So you just want to go into it optimistically and hope for the best. That's where I'm at right now with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I thoroughly enjoyed the first season. So we can say uh, we're in like the whining and dining Porsche of that. Um... I will get into a recap of that in a little bit. And also, I want to talk about the Summer House reunion. But first, um, we have some Bravo tea to spill. Also, by the way, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite stories because I said first. Um, When it was my Holy Communion, right, we got a cake, obviously, as one does. And it literally said, like, happy... I think it said one and then like I know it definitely said this F O I S T Holy Communion Diana or maybe it didn't even say the one I think it just said happy F O I S T Holy Communion Diana I wish I don't know we might have the Polaroid picture somewhere I hope we do I should submit that to cake racks but yeah my, my communion cake literally said happy foist Holy Communion Diana until my mom you know she went in with the frosting and fixed it I think she fixed it to one st um so that was a problem like minutes before my communion party and it's a lot funnier now like I don't think I understood the the severity and like the hilarity of it at the time I also was probably the only seven-year-old who ever had a Frank Sinatra impersonator at her communion but that's another story for another day so yeah back on track um bravo t woof madison lacroix it's been a minute since we've heard from her and i know we were all thrilled about that because she's one half the the horrible madison austin duo muppet mouth and and that lady um but you know she's back but here's a little like twist it gets spicy she posted a tiktok with craig right and it's like them dancing which is kind of weird like they're doing a dance to love in this club by usher it's like the most unrhythmic two white people dancing bullshit i've seen in my whole life um and okay 
So she just captioned it. I'm reading page six. I've seen the TikTok, but I'm just reading page six. Um, she captioned the surprising video with the recycling emoji and tagged Conover. Also added the hashtag Southern Charm. Um, and he posted the same video and Joga fans captioned this, adding a hard launch hashtag. So it's really confusing. Oh, my God. Like, again, I've seen the TikTok, but I'm looking at the the posts, the stills and the posts, and it's just, it's so cringe. It is literally like someone put fucking frankfurters on American bread at the barbecue white. It's so bad. Um, anyway, what's extra, like, interesting about this is that Craig and Austin are supposedly best friends. There was a little rift there after uh, Summer House with the whole Lindsay thing and, and Paige getting involved and whatnot. Um, but now they're supposed to be friends, but here he is posting a terribly cringy, I don't know who okayed that TikTok with Madison. So two theories here. Either Austin's in on it and whatever. Madison's engaged, so I highly doubt that. But either Austin's in on it or um, Craig and Austin are fighting, which I would have to go with the latter. I really, I don't know. I, I want to say I'm interested to see where this all goes, but in reality, I'm not. I, I do think it's time to pull the plug on Southern Charm or reboot it entirely. I'm just like, Austin can go. Craig can go. We've seen enough of them. Madison can go. Catherine's problematic, but I feel like there is no show without her. It's just not the show it once was. Like, that first season magic with the whole Thomas and Catherine of it all, and then, like, boom, she's pregnant, that will never happen again. Um, I think there's a ton of rumors Leva's getting a spinoff and fine, like, just make that a whole new Bravo show and call it a day at this point. I don't care what Shep is up to. I never cared once about Pat. I think she's a snob. Her life doesn't interest me. I think it's time to pull the plug on Southern Charm. So that's really where I stand with that. All right. So next piece of Bravo tea I wanted to spill. Uh, Sarah Samaj and I did cover this a little bit on last week's episode. We didn't cover the official news, but we speculated. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely Take a listen at some point. It was a really fun episode with a Bravo bestie and my IRL bestie. Just a, a downward spiral of margarita drinking um, on Cyrus and my part. Obviously, Samaj didn't partake in that. But we did talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion. And we did talk about Teresa's engagement party and how it was hurtful that Dolores wasn't invited. And one of the things we said was that Dina and Dolores don't get along. So Teresa Judice has confirmed that Dolores was not at the engagement party because of Dina Manzo. This is coming from good old uh, page six So Teresa Judice revealed Dolores Catania was not invi- invited to her engagement party because of Catania's longstanding feud with Dina Manzo. I know her and Dina do not speak. The Real Housewives of New Jersey star said in Friday's episode of Christian Grace Knows the Slut Pig podcast. But Dina's in California. Dolores is here so I can have relationships with both of them. Dina never tells me anything about Dolores and vice versa. Dolores doesn't say anything about Dina. Um, oh, my God. Page six with your ads. Chill. OK, sorry. <laughs> um, Said that she wanted to avoid conflict as her celebration was small and intimate. I was like, 
you know what? She's going to be at the wedding and she'll be fine. She said a Catania. That doesn't make any sense, Teresa. I'm so sorry. It does not make any sense. I think you did Dolores dirty. I get not wanting conflict, but these are two grown ass women. I think Dolores, I think Dina too. I think they would just hold their own and stay on opposite sides of the room and celebrate you. Not everyone flips tables. And I say this as a Really, I am a hardcore Teresa stan. I have been since day one. But as Samaj would say, it's a rough time in Jedi's gardens right now, especially after last night's reunion. What the hell was that mirror, mirror on the wall? Who's the fairest of them all? Teresa Judice. I literally was like, like those are the sounds that came out of my mouth. Because look at Teresa season one, right? She seemed it was almost a playful naivety naivety I think is the word naivete I don't know playful naiveness I'm gonna I'm gonna make up my own word in her that no I don't there's no nice way to put it but she seems stupid but like it was like oh she's stupid how cute like lovable we love her and now it's it's gotten to the point where it's like girl you're stupid like stop stop you know that doesn't necessarily mean I'm rooting for Marge or any of the other ladies or Melissa. I think I'm firmly team no one in Jersey right now. If perhaps maybe Jennifer, Jackie only when she brings up her struggles. There's still some things I go back and forth with with Jackie. But other than that, I really I think I'm full time team nobody. Dolores, maybe. I don't know. There were there were some points I like disagreed with her this season as well. But Teresa's just gotten so so difficult to watch it's like the denial and the delusion it's terrible and at least I don't know season one like aside from everything I said earlier if there was any drama it was warranted because Danielle was crazy and we all know that she was just on TikTok by the way um she got into a feud with this TikToker over a parking space I think she parked over the line or something and he was cursing at her or something. I don't remember what it was. They were both kind of in the wrong. But she's still crazy. Like, she's still crazy. So I, I think the moral of that was everyone was right to go after her. But I don't know. The way Teresa's fighting now, it's just I think she's become accustomed to I know what I can get away with on the show. It's kind of like a, a spoiled brat little kid, right? You have a kid who like begs for the iPad at dinner time and the mom gives it to them. So now they know everything they have to do to get the iPad at dinner time. That's kind of like what Teresa is. And now it's getting old. And now it's like, I'm not going to give you the iPad, Teresa. Like, no. So I don't know. I really don't know what the future of The Real Housewives in New Jersey has in store for the next season. There's probably going to be a next season. Everyone thinks they're filming now, but I don't know. Okay, let's get into The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just because a lot went down in that episode. Obviously, Dorit's robbery, terrifying, tragic, serious robbery, that was the focal point of the episode. And there's been a lot of chatter about that. And I want to make myself explicit, explicitly clear. Um, anyone who thinks that was fake, you are vile. I'm sorry. I'm just going to come out and say it. This is my belief. It does not sit well with my heart that people think someone would stage a robbery with her kids in the house. Come on. I understand people not 
being weary, but they're like, oh, it was a lot for her to film the day after. Sure. Is that a choice I made? I would have made rather knock on wood. I don't know. I don't know if I would be up for filming the next day after a traumatic event like that happened. But keyword being there, like, I don't know. I'm not going to judge someone's grief or judge someone's actions or how they cope with trauma. Clearly, she is very affected by this. Look at when PK was leaving Kyle's house, right? And he couldn't find his phone. And she's sitting there and she just breaks down. She's like, find the phone, find the phone. I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, this is a woman who is not well. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean, like, she clearly just went through some stuff. And people insinuating that she would make it up, that's garbage. Do better. Do so much better than you're doing now, okay? Um, I, I understand how it would feel icky to look at someone's life after something like that happened. That I get. Like, it, it is kind of weird that the cameras were there and that they would want to be involved in prying afterwards but I don't fault her for attending or going to Kyle's house people cope the way that they can you know people were like how could she leave their kids which I get it some people would want to be attached at the hip but also if you've been dealing with I guess cops and police reports and all that stuff and you know putting on a brave face for the kids, at some point you're going to crack, right? And these kids have no idea that anything happened. So I can understand her wanting to leave them with a trusted people, with trusted people, just for a little bit of time so she could go and let her emotions out. It's kind of like the airplane mask um, saying, you, you have to put on your mask before you put on other people's masks. And I think that's what she was doing in that moment. I think her leaving her kids was an act of self-care to, to kind of just, all right, let me take care of myself and then I can go back to my kids and be the best person I can be because I've just been, you know, exhausted all day and like putting on a face and trying to deal with it. And I think that really shows, again, when PK's phone was missing and she broke down. I think that's just the culmination of everything building up all day long over the past couple of days and she can't hold it in anymore. So politely, if anyone's calling her fake, fuck you. Like, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. Like, I can curse, whatever. I don't mean it seriously, but I do. Anyway, um, sorry, I just don't get people who get off on judging other people. You know what I mean? And judging other people's hurt and having the gall to say people's hurt and feelings aren't real. Like, that's so low blow low-hanging fruit to me you never know what someone's going through until you walk a minute in their shoes um anyway woof, that was powerful I I thought it was a very good first episode I thought it was a solid first episode can we talk about Sutton I've never liked Sutton I always thought she was a snob and I think that really rings true this episode there were some moments last year when she was growing on me obviously with everything with the back and forth with Erica because Erica was just horrible to her and ruthless but I think this episode just reminded me everything I hate about Sutton so obviously they're at Kyle's Dorit had just gotten robbed that day that I guess earlier that morning um or that night, whatever it was. And Sutton comes in and she looks like she could care less. She's like, well, there's like a holdup with one of my employees in immigration or like her designers or something. I had to put out so many fires and Kyle's like, 
what? And she's like, well, it's not like I was held like at gunpoint or anything. I don't know if that's so you know how Crystal called Sutton awkward last season like I don't know if that's just how she handles things and that's an example of that but if so it's not an excuse like somebody's life I don't know it just seems very calculated on Sutton's part I could be wrong if I'm wrong fine I'm wrong but I didn't I in this moment knowing the information I know now do not like the way that Sutton handled that exchange with Kyle. And I think she could have shown the least bit more mercy and compassion for Dorit. Erica is on her same shit. Erica is now saying that the press, um, that her name was cleared on the press, which I, you know me, you see what I post. I am on top of the press like butter on bread and white on rice. I have not seen one article claim that she's innocent. I've done my due diligence, to quote her. I have not seen it. In fact, I've just seen another lawsuit reopen against her in Los Angeles for a lot of money. What is it, like 50-something million or something like that? That doesn't say innocent to me. Maybe she doesn't know what that money in her account was, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think the press has cleared her name. I don't know whether she truly is inter- innocent or not. However... From what I have seen, I have not seen any articles of the press clearing her name. So she's on that. Garcelle is lovely, as always. I just love that she's a breath of fresh air to the show. She brings realness. She's unapologetically herself. I like that she's starting to build more friendships with the ladies, and it seems true and valid, which is what she deserves. So I'm glad she's having her moment. Kyle, I love how Kyle's first uh, scene on the show was you're sitting on Paris's wedding invitation from day one Kyle has made it clear she's related to the Hilton like that's her underlying storyline like even Kim like didn't have that storyline Kim had her own problems and we knew about it but like Kyle it was just always like oh cousin Paris or like oh aunt Kathy like she's always got to make it known and I know it, they probably wanted to tie it in. Listen, it was probably some of the producers doing because Paris in Love, her wedding invitations, it was all filmed around the same time. I bet there's going to be some crossover there because Ian Bravo are owned by the same company. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a like a footage crossover of Paris's wedding, which was gorgeous, by the way. But like Kyle, just get your own storyline. I don't know. Like you're, you've been on the show long enough. You should know how it works. Like. We know you're related to the Hiltons. Fine. That just that just made me laugh. And I have been a Kyle fan. I've always been a Kyle fan, but I'm just starting to see little things here and there that she does that annoy me lately. So I don't know. She's kind of wearing on me. And then Crystal and Lisa, we didn't really get to hear much from them. So I don't really have much to say. I'm happy Crystal's back for another season. Fellow Aquarius queen. Rinna, you know remains to be seen sometimes I like her sometimes I don't but that's the beauty of being a housewife right before we continue with the show bestie I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology technology and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals 
Now, a lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom Weight uses a psychology-based approach that adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Okay, how about we get into the Summer House reunion? This was definitely a much-anticipated reunion with everything that was going on. I think that everyone looks stellar, and a lot of of drama went down. Right from the get-go, which I did address this on my page, I do want to say that Bravo messed up with editing Alex out from so many episodes this season. I get that he didn't bring drama. However, his chemistry with everyone on this couch, like that would have been good enough. I think they gave him a bad edit with the protein and the broccoli and whatever, making him seem boring. I think he is fun. He clearly has great friendships. And we just were robbed of that. He had the best line of the whole reunion and the truest, by the way, when he said he didn't understand why the girls were fighting over Austin, who was the Honda Civic of men. And like, I'm slow clapping for you, Alex, because truer words have never been spoken. He Austin is mediocre at best, and Alex knew that. So therefore, we stand. And he definitely should come back for next season. I don't know what we got to do. I think he should come back. I think Maya should come back. I really think Luke is on the outs. He just didn't bring much for this season. Could do, eh, I don't know. I was going to say I could maybe do without Sierra. I did enjoy her. I'm just really pissed she blocked me for no reason. Um, I think if we got rid of Lindsay, there really would be no show. Same with Kyle and Amanda. So they probably have to stick around. Danielle, I'm ready to see go. I feel like they're probably trying to do some sort of Charleston spinoff there. But, you know, we found out a little bit more of that at the reunion. And I don't think she even moved yet. It was all very confusing. Um, Paige can go. Paige at this reunion was a little bit insufferable. The whole thing with Carl, which I get it. Carl came hard and fast for her, but she turned back at him and said, what did you do this summer? Which is hurtful because we've, you know, Carl did do a lot this summer. Okay. He grew and that's more than Paige can say. He's obviously dealt with sobriety and like having to maintain that sobriety in a house full of respectfully lunatics is a lot. And that's an accomplishment in himself. So like Paige had some nerve to say that. I guess she was feeling attacked, but that was just the wrong way to come back at him. The one thing I will give Paige, though, was when she said she feels like there's a hierarchy in the house. Before this season, I could see that. I think Paige has gotten definitely a little bit mean girly and she might take on the new cast members. But like 
try and sway them to her side. But there is a hierarchy, okay? It really is like Lindsay, Danielle, Amanda, Kyle, Carl, and then like versus everyone else. So I was with her on that. I think, again, she she did get kind of mean girly. So like trying to spin Sierra against Lindsay in the um, that Italian dinner night that Andrea so wonderfully whipped up and it, it caused a whole hoopla when Sierra was acting out of turn. I do think Paige was responsible. Not responsible, but she definitely added fuel to the fire. So I could see her being more welcoming, but it's like, come to my side and then we're going to turn you in on everyone. So like you could be on my side, you know? Um, I think more of the drama is going to come forward next week. Like a lot of it this week, we're just sinking into things and we're touching on the whole Austin of it all. I really agree with Kyle when he said that Sierra made it clear how she felt about Austin. I've been saying this from the first episode where all this nonsense happened that I think Lindsay did it to re- retaliate at Sierra in Vermont from what happened at Vermont. And I think that it's not the same because when Sierra was there, which they did show the flashback. She's like, do you have any feelings for Lindsay? And Austin was like, nope, no. And he wasn't interested in Lindsay then. So she proceeded where Lindsay's no fool. She saw that and she saw him say, I have no feelings for you. So then she like moved in on him on her birthday. It just made no sense to me. I do have a lot of sympathy for everything she went through. I know she wanted to have an amazing summer coming off of a trigger warning miscarriage. I totally get that. I totally have sympathy for that. However, she just was not my favorite this season. I think she didn't take any accountability and she's just focused on, well, this is how I am and I'm a girl's girl and like you can come to me with any problems when that's clearly not the truth. So they dove a little bit into that like that whole thing with Austin and Sierra and Lindsay. And I think next week is when we're really going to get into the meat and potatoes. I hate that expression. I don't know why I said that of the reunion. I'm Italian. Let's not do meat and potatoes. Not to say we don't eat that, but like I would prefer like the penne vodka of this season. I think we'll really get into the penne vodka of the season next episode. You know, one thing One more thing I have to say. I do come down on Danielle very hard for not having her own storyline and her being a leech, which she was this season. But it did hurt to see her so upset over the glass throwing um, at Andrea's dinner when Sierra threw the glass at her and her talking about how she had a mark on her and she didn't realize it was because of the glass. Like that was so upsetting and so powerful to watch. So I, I don't know. I. Again, I could do without Danielle, but I just wish that she would have her own storyline or like have her own moments where she can shine rather than her jumping in on someone else's fight or running to be the the voice of reason like she does with Kyle a lot. So that's a little homework for her for next season if she comes back. You know, if they do bring the show back, I did want someone commented on one of my videos saying they're like, oh, they're not going to bring it back like they're everyone's doing their own thing I don't know about that I feel like it's it would be weird to see Kyle and Amanda get married and end off on that note like I see how that could be an ending place but I just think it would be weird overall I think a lot of people are invested in Carl and Lindsay so I feel like 
it's not over for Summer House, especially since it's kind of filling the void that Vanderpump Rules has left us. Wait, I literally just ended the episode. I'm going to edit this before the ending. Um, but I literally just ended the episode. I went to edit the like the normalization so it sounds pretty. And then this popped up. So I'm back. Um, Amanda posted this on her Instagram. Uh, apparently people are making comments about her and she's upset. So she said, I try to ignore the hate. I try not to read the comments on others' posts. I make valiant efforts not to entertain to not entertain the negativity. But this has been bothering me for months and I've had enough today. Do people choose to forget things that don't support their argument? Or do they not just not pay attention to what they're watching? The comments and DMs I read sometimes are so inaccurate and fallacious. They're simply not based on the facts. And by facts, I mean the things that actually aired on TV that you can rewatch. It's wild to me how quickly people are able to forget or overlook when it's convenient. And I certainly don't have the time to go around correcting every lie and false statement. I am also sick and tired of people saying that I don't have the right to give advice or, or have an opinion because I was cheated on. Because I was cheated on. Something that people have been reminding me of once a week for the past four years. But this specific comment I've received over and over again. Even if it's not about someone's relationship, I'm apparently no longer allowed a voice because of someone else's actions. And because I chose to stay. It's so dismissive and so fucked up and has actually caused me to withhold from participating in conversations. And that makes me so sad. People complain that there's too much drama on our show and they'd rather watch us having fun. Yet all I see on the internet are people trying to pin us against each other and picking sides and attaching, attacking whoever's side they're not on. And not in a it's good for TV kind of way. The mean things we say about each other seem kind of compared to the... Oh. The mean things we say about each other seem kind compared to the vile things I've read about all my castmates, but we're the bad guys. I don't want sympathy. Honestly, don't even bother responding. All I hope this does is make you think twice the next time you go write something nasty. So, so many people are like, oh, the mean girls are not happy. Like, Pop versus Kettle Amanda. And like, listen, she's not perfect. She's done so much shit this season. But I'm still an Amanda stand, by the way. She's right. I'm sorry. These are people who are reality TV stars. Yes, they go and they they sign themselves up for this in a way, but also that doesn't give us license to be douchebags. It really doesn't. The part where she said that she feels upset that she can't be involved in conversations because of someone else's actions, like Kyle's idiotic cheating actions, that also broke my heart. So I feel for her in this moment. And sue me if you want, like, I, I'm sorry. I'm, when someone's talking about how they feel, I'm going to believe them. And in this point, like, I feel sorry for Amanda. I'm not excusing everything she's done this season. Don't make any mistake about it. But uh, I, I feel bad for her. I do think she has a point. Like, we got to ease up. Yeah, there's drama on TV. It's just a TV show. We don't want to, like, we can't watch them having fun all the time. But at the same time, like, let's let's keep it light, you know? Have an opinion, don't be vile to people. Be a good person. Okay, that's what I'm going to end this off on for realsies this time. So that's all I have for this week's episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. A uh, few good gems in there. I, I say so myself. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully got some good guests for you lined up. Like I am working so hard. I am working so hard and like I, I don't want to jinx anything, but like good vibes okay so if you if you like good vibes guess here's what you got to do review five stars on iTunes rate review leave a pretty little statement about how much you love me and the show 
follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebia and also Falalo. Falalo. Follow Believe 2 at Believe Network and Believe Podcast. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V and I, as you can probably guess, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, babe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.